Tails, Truths, and Chicken Tendies, where the chicken is cold or baked in an oven. I'm Carissa. And I'm Cassie. And we are your hosts. We hope you get a good laugh or at least learn something from our embarrassing stories or life lessons that we've learned along the way. Today we're going to be talking about our deepest, darkest fears. But before we do that... Cheers to the chicken. We have chicken tendies this time. Cheers. They're cold, actually, but delicious. Mm-hmm. This is good breading. Mm-hmm. My sister asked to say the brand name of each chicken tendy that we would get, but I feel like we need to get sponsored for that to happen. I agree. So if any chicken tendy sponsor uh, companies want to sponsor us... We will definitely take you up on that offer. Chick-fil-A, just hint, hint. But we're not going to gross you out by continually eating chicken tenders. <laughs> um, if you because want you an ASMR... People... Yeah, click on our other YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> wor- we'll work on that. Anyway, so fears. It's something everyone has. It's, you know, that little purple guy on inside out the little thing screaming Mm -hmm. inside your head red flag red flag the thing that keeps you up at night or in horror movies you know everyone has them whether or not they like to admit it and some fears are bigger than others and others are just little objects but no matter what your fear is we're here to tell you you can overcome it or at least not let it overcome you (laughs) yeah we're trying um Next episode, we'll kind of get into more of us living our lives fearlessly. But today, we're going to dive into our own fears. We're going to start off with our childhood fears and then move on to bigger adult fears. But hopefully, we don't get too dark today. But I did. Do you remember me telling you, asking you what fears you're born with? I mentioned this like a month ago. There's a good chance I do not remember. Yeah, I don't even actually remember if I told you or not. So there's, I think, two or three fears that you're born with. There is falling, which you think of when you're falling asleep and you have that jolt. Okay, two fears. The fear of falling, can you guess the other one? Fear of abandonment. Fear of loud noises. Interesting. So those two fears are the fears that everyone has. Other fears like um, public speaking and stuff like that, um, there's tons of genetic markers that I go feel into like them. like spiders. Yeah. What object has that many legs? Um, other arachnids. <laughs> yeah, but there are tons of genetic markers that can also indicate fears. But I have some weird ones. Do you want to start off with your childhood fears? Yeah. Let's see. I used to have this recurring dream that I was being suffocated in a shower curtain. For the longest time, I would not have my eyes closed in the shower because I was terrified that I would trip and get stuck and wrapped up in that stupid plastic curtain. Do you still have that now? Not as much. When's the last time? Do you remember? Probably about three years ago. Oh, okay. we'll, We'll see. Pretty recent, pretty recent. I used to have this strange fear. Escalators? Not going up, just going down. I was afraid I was going to be sucked in. Hmm. I only was scared of elevators because my dad would intentionally jump in them while I was in that and shake the elevator. Why do you do that? I mean, I do that, but... (laughs) I texted my mom and asked her for a reminder of what my childhood fears are. So this is what she said. 
I can't really think of anything. You hated when someone was sung to at a restaurant, and you didn't like to be embarrassed or paid attention to. You said you were scared of squirrels and butterflies. It's like that SpongeBob episode where he lands on his head and he just starts screaming, "Warn me!" So as far as um, butterflies go and squirrels, starting off with butterflies, I just feel like if they touch me, I don't like that because up close, they're like very large insects, you know, and they have all the little itsy bitsy pieces, and I don't really like that. So, and I just don't want them touching me. Same with dragonflies. Like, ugh. Um, squirrels, I had instances where it was like a couple months where squirrels were out to get me. The first time, I was playing hide-and-seek, and I was in the bushes. And there was this mama squirrel and her babies. And she screeched, screeched at me, but I still hid. <laughs> In the bushes because I wanted to win that game but then like a day later I was walking up I think my sixth grade building's steps and it had like a long stairwell where there was a huge tall uh, window and this squirrel no joke splat right there facing me like claws out just whoop and I was alone in the stairwell so that just scarred me a little bit from squirrels i mean some animals like that are vicious you know one of my fears i still have is of birds because when i was younger not only when we were visiting my grandmother's grade i know a little morbid but there were geese that would just run after us and i'm sorry what is it about long-necked birds that think it's okay to just be so aggressive like i'm sorry that you're upset because you have a long neck don't take it out on me you know what i'm saying same with swans same with swans but also we had these nasty robins that lived under our deck and every time my sister and i i swear it was just us we'd go outside and we were playing these birds would come out of nowhere swooping at us beak first right for our heads and it was terrifying not to mention swan geese don't even get me started whoa swan geese it has the body of a swan the sides of a swan it looks like a geese and the combined aggression I have not heard of that. They were in North Carolina, and let me tell you, there's nothing scarier than birds on a golf course because they're extra aggressive because they have these flying objects coming at them, so they think they need to attack every single time. Not a fan. Yeah, I can handle birds, okay, but this one time a bird got stuck in my house, and it was the hottest day of the year, and I was home alone, and I was pretty young. And I had to open up all the doors. The, the bird was lodged underneath the couch, and I was just screaming the whole time. And then one day when I was working, it was only two of us. I work at a restaurant, and it was just the boss and me. And then this health inspector came. And I this was the first time I had been there when a health inspector came. And right as she was introducing herself in the back, I see this bird inside the restaurant. I was like, what horrible timing. <laughs> and so. He's just waiting to become dinner. And I needed to, I can't just let her see it without us like acknowledging that we know there's a bird in the restaurant. I felt that was the safer way. So they're just standing there talking and I go, um, so there's a bird. And they're like, what? There's a bird. But I forced my manager to dispose of the bird because I did not want to do that. 
birds are scary. Even, it reminds me of that one scene from The Hunger Games, or no, not Hunger Games, Divergent, where she's, oh, yeah. she's trying to figure out what sector she wants to be in, and the crows are just coming at her. I can't even look at a bird without thinking of that scene. <sighs> that's, yeah, that's scary. Then she it. gets a tattoo of birds. Yeah. Um, let's see. Another one of my childhood fears is bridges, mainly over water. I feel like that's a common one many people have. The main fear that I have is that it's like driving over a bridge, but it's really the car falling off the bridge into the ocean and then drowning in a car. I think drowning in a car is my worst fear, or was my worst fear then. I can see that. I can see that. Have you watched The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield? No. That's the only Spider-Man movie I've seen, but it was my favorite movie, so I probably should watch more Spider-Man movies. But there's a scene where all these cars are, like, hanging off a bridge with his, like, strings, or his web. He's catching them. But, like, I, I think that spawned the fear, actually, of bridges. It reminds me of that one scene. I think it's from Insidious. And I just remember watching this one clip, and it was just the entire bridge was just falling. I think it was San Francisco or something. And the bridge was just falling, and all of the cars were there. I don't remember that. I feel like I've seen Insidious, but... Um, I would say another one that's kind of... I've overcome a little bit, and that's dishwater. Dishwater. And sponges. I used to not be able to touch a sponge without wearing gloves. And you see... You know how I wash dishes on, like, the hottest possible water setting? Yeah, I do, because it fucking scalds me. Yeah. Freaking. Sorry. This is PG. That's because I want to clean those dishes as fast as possible without using a sponge as as little as possible using a sponge because that feeling of like the dirty and the smell of like wet sponge. Oh, yeah. Disgusts me and then your hands. So yeah, that's that's another one of my fears. But working at a restaurant, you have to get used to washing dishes of a billion strangers so you get a little bit over that my trick when i used to work as, as a server i just don't think about it just scrape and go scrape and go scrape and go wash your hands at the end of the night good plan good plan my final one here i have for uh, childhood i guess i had a lot of fears is i i still have this whenever i see a dead animal on the road i automatically think it's this is kind of selfish. I think that's my animal. I'm like, is that um, Maniki, my one cat? Or is that Samson, my dog? I automatically think, no matter how far away it is from my house, that my dog is dead on the road. Dead animals are just creepy. I used to cry when I saw the Thanksgiving turkey. My dad used to have to put it away. And there was this one time we were eating lobsters with my uncles, and he had a steamed lobster, so that's where it still has the head intact. And he took it off, and he turned it so it was staring at me. And I still have the nightmare of its beady little black eyes staring at me. And I tell you, I had to put a napkin over its head so I could eat my dinner. <laughs> um, I used to make friends with the lobsters in the seafood section, you know? That's kind of torturous, because it's like they're showing them off just to bring them home to get murdered. Like, you got to choose, you, you don't know, a juicy one. You don't out your when they're alive. You can. What? <laughs> if you live on a farm, you pick the juicy one. That would be terrible. All right. Let's move on. Do you have <laughs> any more childhood fears? 
I, I was afraid of the Grinch. Oh. For the longest time. I just remember, especially when I was sleeping, like, when my dad would go out of town, my sister and I would always sleep with my mom. And for some reason, my dad's out of the bed, because I think it was because it was really dark over there, I would just be so scared that the Grinch was just going to crawl out from under the bed and just, like, grab me. I don't know why. That, and there was this, the old Scooby-Doo's, like, Scooby-Doo, where are you? There was this one, I'm pretty sure it was the episode with the creeper, and Shaggy and Scooby run into this cave, and there's this old hermit in there, and all I, I was terrified of him, just his voice, I was yelling, come back, come back, I, I can't even watch that episode now as an adult, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, but. Um, for the Grinch, was it all year round that you were afraid? Yeah, I think so, and it was only when I was like five. Mm, okay. I was just terrified. It was only the cartoon one, too. It was just something about his face that just creeped me out for the longest time. But it's funny now because that's my favorite holiday holiday movie. Yeah, yeah. I did forget to address the rest of my mom's text message. So, birthday singing at restaurants, I would hide under the table and close my ears. I was very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Now I still don't like it. If it's me being sung to, not a fan. But I'm trying to get over those. I have a fear of discomfort and uncomfortable things, which seems to make sense, but it's kind of crippling for me. Um, So I'm going to get sung to at a restaurant soon, maybe on Friday. And we're going to pretend it's my birthday. I'll let you know how it goes. But it's interesting that you say that was one of your childhood fears because I feel like it kind of grew into an adult fear just – it kind of formed into a different type. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was the beginning of social fears. Yeah. I like how my mom put, I was, I didn't like to be paid attention to. (laughs) She makes it sound like you just wanted to sit there. Did I actually not want to be paid attention to, or did no one pay attention to? (laughs) As we address in our next week's therapy section. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's my childhood fears. I guess this is a good segue into <laughs> some more modern day fears. Big As we're currently seniors, we have the ever scary big G word coming up in May. Yeah, do you want me to say it? Cause I'll plug my ears. Okay. She means graduation. <sighs> you did say the S word though, seniors. <laughs> you said it. I'm... It just kind of flew off the tongue. I kind of forgot. Yeah, well... Do you want to say what happened today or no? You got a phone call? Oh, yeah. So it's that it's that process now where we kind of have to start thinking about the future. And that comes with jobs and job interviews and just what are we going to do with our lives? You know, we change paths. And where I'm currently in the situation, is this even what I want to do with my life? Because, you know, you're going to be working for the next 40 years. I want to at least like what I'm doing for a little bit or most of it and so I got this phone call today and it was about a job and it was just one of those things where the money was going to be really really good but it just did not feel right and you know it's scary to make those decisions and I was on the phone with my mom and my dad and it's like one of those things where I just wanted them to tell me what to do you know when you're younger your parents are always like do this go to bed you should probably do your homework and you know, when you get older, you can't have them make those decisions anymore. And it's terrifying to be independent and 
having to be decisive about things, especially life-changing things. And that's just something that's always going to be there, I guess, and learning how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I that job thing is hanging over my head, but I, I'm not going to start applying now because I think my head would explode, so... Well, you've been already started contemplating your path. I mean, starting out as teaching and then deciding, mm, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, I have I have a plan. I've saved some jobs on LinkedIn. So I think I have a good path, but I feel like I need to work on finishing school first. <laughs> but yeah, very scary. Um, and why does everyone feel the need to ask seniors, oh, you're a senior, huh? Like, don't you know that we're terrified? <laughs> I know I am. Yeah, adulthood is scary. I don't even know how to, I don't even do my own taxes. I have an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one of my fears. Accountants? Paperwork. <laughs> um, let's go into one of mine. So I kind of talked a little bit about, I have a fear of the unknown and uncertainty and I have a need to be prepared, but I am, I have ADHD, so I am 24-7, 23-7 unprepared. And then in that last hour. She comes in the home stretch. Yeah, I got that home stretch, hyper focus. But I'm a perfectionist, as Cassie is as well. And, you know, fear disappointing others, I guess. Or making a bad impression. I'm not sure. Fear of judgment. Judgment, yeah. I don't know. We're still, I'm still trying to pinpoint that. <laughs> you know, as I've been learning, half the time, why even be scared that someone's going to judge you? They're probably thinking something nice. Or probably not thinking about you at all. This is what I think, yeah. 90, people are too self-absorbed. Yeah, 95% of the time, people are thinking about themselves. I don't even notice anything about a person usually. Not not that I think about myself, but my blinders are usually on. Like, I know Cassie, but I know the aura of Cassie, the energy. I don't pay attention to what shirt you're wearing or what your hair looks like or if you have makeup on. I know I don't see that. I just see Cassie. Except I looked at your shirt today because it has a phrase on it. But age-appropriate phrase. I promise, kids. Do you do you do that, or do you look at what people see? I think it's interesting because I am more hyper-aware when I'm in public, and I think it just comes from that social anxiety kind of fear, where I just notice everything and like someone's eye contact with me I always take it as are they looking at me or are they looking past me I notice people's shirts their body language their hair their eyes their makeup every little detail wow. and it's really interesting and I think the way we perceive others I've heard that's the way we perceive ourselves so that I'm so nitpicky with how I look that that's kind of why I noticed how other people look and act and not that you don't care but you don't necessarily pay as much attention to oh is my eyeliner perfect is my hair perfectly neat so you just kind of see yourself yeah I kind of black out in public and yeah I would say I'm uh I wrote this in my journal my famous diary Cassie is aware of um mm -hmm. I'm like a floating blob I'm working on it but that's kind of how I feel sometimes I'm like am I a human being so yeah that's 
It's kind of dark. It reminds me of that video of that one cat on Instagram. It's like, am I a cat? And there's the ears are back and the eyes are big. And someone tells like, yes, you are a cat. And he's like, really? I'm, I'm going to have to see that. I haven't seen that. I will show you after this. Good, good. What else? I ha- Oh, did you have something? I was just going to say, there's a lot of fears when you're an adult. People don't realize. I sometimes wish that they were as simple as spiders. But, you know, adult fears are heavy. They're heavy. There's no getting around it. But I feel like sharing it with others, and everyone has similar fears, I would say. So I think it's always good to share them. But um, And get outside your comfort zone. Yeah, this one I feel like maybe you and I share... Uh, fear of miscommunication. Oh my gosh. Fear of people not understanding what I was trying to get across, and then they're like, oh, she's mean or something. Chris and I have this, I'm not going to call it an issue, because I don't think it's an issue. I don't think it's a bad thing. We have this character trait of what I prefer to call extreme bluntness and pure honesty. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we grew up in a household where. People said it to us straight. If they didn't like what we were wearing, my mom and sister would always be like, what are you wearing? Those socks do not match. Even my best friend, I can tell, read it on her face that what I'm doing or what I'm wearing ain't it, sister. So that's kind of how I've learned how to perceive and how to speak. And same with Carissa. And, you know, to the right person, they'll really appreciate it. But sometimes, you know, you you got to be a bit softer, said some people. And that's something that, you know... It's hard to it's hard to communicate sometimes, but some people just really need to understand that we don't mean it in a mean way. We just that's just how we are. Can I say the story about pet pantry? Of course, of course. So this is an example of a time that I experienced the miscommunication fear with Cassie. So I was driving home from therapy. And I saw our other roommate Liv's car pulling into Pet Pantry, which is a pet shelter. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, her car is instantly recognizable, pretty much. So I just pull in there, and it's her and her boyfriend in the car. And I'm like, hey, and they're like, hi, come on in. So we go and we look at all the cats in the shelter, and I post a video of our roommate Liv with a bunch of cats on my Instagram story. It was very cute, so I wrote, you know, these cats love her or something, or she's in love with these cats. I get home, Cassie's not talking to me. And I'm trying to like nudge her, I'm like, hey Cassie, hi. And I I immediately realized what was wrong. I was like, oh shoot. It just looks like Liv and I chose to go to Pet Pantry together without her. And I wanted so badly to tell you, like, no, that's not, like, you misunderstood this situation. But I didn't want you to be like, oh, you just assume that's what I was mad about. So I I just waited it out until... You said, hey, you went to Pet Pantry with Liv? And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. And I just want to preface that it would be totally fine if those two wanted to go together or, like, I'm not that petty. But it was just, like, we always do everything as a trio. I would never not invite you to something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where, like, 
it's it's so easy nowadays to just like one image like one word just like everyone takes it out of context i was kind of insulted that you thought i would though i didn't think you did oh (laughs) yeah that's when i was going through my anxiety spell okay okay I forgive you. Everything's fine. I anyway, fear. Fear. I know you're a good person. Fear of being a bad person. That is what I have. That's a that's a good fear. I just can't, like I hate being mean or just like anything that could possibly make someone upset with me. I just don't want to do. Yeah, I think mine mine is more of a fear of making people uncomfortable rather than upset. I think. The, the feeling of uncomfortableness is just ugh, horrible. And I'm a horribly awkward person, so. I read or I listened to a podcast or something about, this makes sense, but what you hate in others, that's what you hate most about yourself, mm-hmm. right? So I think that applies to, like, fears and stuff, too. Like, I don't like making other people uncomfortable because I don't like being uncomfortable. Makes sense. I hate myself complaining, but I don't like when others complaining complain, but I complain a lot, too. Children. I do not like children. They terrify me because I'm terrified of being a child. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Why are you terrified of being a child? Because I don't like people looking at me like I'm a baby. Oh, I see, I see. You don't want to be seen as... Weak and innocent and dainty. I'm... Strong. I myself to be pretty strong. And I feel like the the high-pitched voice doesn't always help with that, but... That makes sense. That makes sense. I think I have one last fear here. And that is that I will... This is the darkest... This is my, like, top-tier fear. This is what keeps her up at night, folks. Self-sabotaging my own happiness. (laughs) Take a minute. Let that sink in, folks. I used to kind of think that um, dying alone was my top fear. But it's not really that. It's that I will force myself to do that. Or force myself. Like, I will avoid situations that will make me happy out of fear. And that my life will not be as successful because I prevented myself from doing that. I guess, I guess the moral of the story with, with all these fears, whether or not they're childhood or adult, is just as scary as things may be and as heavy as they may feel, just, just know that you're not alone. And just even like the biggest fears, you can start nipping away at them and soon they'll just become one little itty bitty crumb that you can just crush with your foot and before you know it you'll be living your life without fear and one fun story that I always love to bring up is I was told one time in senior year I'm terrified of big scary roller coasters and I I had this girl who told me you're not gonna ride that and I was like honey watch me did I cry on that roller coaster why yes yes I did but did I conquer my fear you betcha you are a strong So woman. to all of our listeners out there, you ride that roller coaster. 
ride that roller coaster. And eat chicken tendies. Chicken tendies. And next week, ever since meeting Cassie, we've been conquering our fears together and making sure that we live life fearlessly. So that's what we are going to be talking next week on Tales, Truths, and Chicken Tendies. Thank you all for listening. Stay crispy, folks. Stay crispy.